0: everyone. This is Pat with Gaming Fix. I'm joined today by Alex. Hi. Allison. Hi. And Erica.
1: Hello.
0: And we're here to talk a little bit about a game that we I think all really enjoyed. Uh, called Necro Barista. Everyone enjoyed Necro Barista? <laughs> is, yeah. is that a place we can start? Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, enjoyed,
2: like, I enjoyed it, like, enjoyed as a as a loaded
0: phrase <laughs> we'll I en- that
2: I enjoyed it but also it made me feel things
0: yes very yeah. strongly yeah very much uh, so. agreed. Uh, agreed and we'll get into that um, as we kind of talk through um, a little bit about like why we like this game um, we're gonna touch on story spoilers so if you haven't played the game please go play it um, it's not particularly long so you can you can definitely get through it and come back um, probably on whatever day you're hearing this if you really want to um and uh and 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 enjoy it and then come listen to us ramble about it for some time
1: (laughs) yeah who knows we could be here for hours but um (laughs) also if you have not played it you could probably listen to this but we're not just going to talk through the story we're just gonna kind of we're gonna riff we're gonna talk about scenes that meant stuff to us we're gonna talk about stuff that really resonated or I didn't. think
0: that's the way to go, because if we just go through each individual episode's story, that's like, given especially yeah. that it is a visual novel, that feels like kind of a waste of time, of totally. your time as a listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and
2: I mean, even though that it was separated in episodes, I feel like a lot of them really run together for me, at least from thinking about it.
0: Sure, yeah. So
2: I don't yeah. know if there's necessarily, like, like it's good that they're separated into episodes so that they kind of... They don't have to play it in one four-hour chunk, but uh, on the other hand, I, I don't know if I necessarily um, was like, wow, that, that was a meaningful distinction between chapters, at least just for me.
1: There was, yeah. only, there was only one which was a meaningful distinction for me, um, and hey, I guess we're getting into it, um, yeah. and that was the first chapter in the second act. Mm. and that's specifically because it was all the side characters or like the side characters that you could see showing up in the, uh, in some of the books
0: which is a, an interesting, Alex and I, you and I had this conversation um, one of the things that seems pretty clear about the way that they use the side stories in the game is that it seemed like a lot of those were probably originally intended as fuller sequences as side stories like kind of maybe happening within the plot more sure. um, as asides maybe with more um, visuals for the characters because um, oh, totally. you did have those the the, the I think it's like so sort of like three characters um, yeah
1: it was um, it was Hannah it was uh, Tuan and Samantha yeah. yep yeah it was those three and they were definitely yeah like you said they're fully modeled characters yeah <laughs> and that's the kind of thing for a game. With as small of a team as this one, I don't imagine you would model and rig and animate all those characters if you really only intended to use them for one scene, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah,
3: but I kept e- expecting them to come back because of that reason, and then they didn't
1: <laughs> right. I kind of expected the second half to be like introducing them as full-time players
3: i oh, I totally did too, well, especially
2: since I liked them a lot, so it was yeah. just like, I was yeah, give me more of these people, please <laughs> and, i'm I'm kind of glad that they. Like, part of me is glad that they didn't because I think that the story itself was really focused in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I'm just kind of very excited for the story DLC that they're going to be releasing because I'm like, yeah. maybe I'll get more of them.
0: Yeah, you would I assume. Was, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was and, curious, like, what kind of. Sorry, Pat. Please go ahead. I'll, oh, no, I'll, no. I'll, I'll add mine after.
0: No, I was just gonna say that you would assume that they'll be centered in the story DLC based on to the like that opening um the 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 theme song sequence
1: that oh right
0: they did um i would I would assume that that'll because they, they they feature them very prominently there Hannah in particular is like framed it a few times as being like pretty important um and at least I think it was Hannah in like I think those are the same character um so uh it's yeah, you would think. That they show up more in DLC.
1: Yeah, totally. And like, there was the one character in the opening sequence that didn't show up anywhere, so far as I could tell. Mm
0: -hmm. The the, Mm -hmm. the guy Mm -hmm. with the
1: dreadlocks and sitting there with a cigar, I think. Um, Since I've gone back and watched that opening sequence a few times since then, because it fucking rips. Okay,
2: that's what I was just gonna say next. I was like, that opening sequence is like legitimately super rad, and they uh, they kind of they nailed the like kind of anime opening aesthetic of it all. And I was
1: just like, yes. Oh, totally. It was great for the aesthetic and also for the late title card drop because it's like probably like an hour and a half into that game and then it just throws you into it and you're like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, the question I was going to have is for the DLC, which they have confirmed is coming, post-launch kind of free DLC story stuff, is there anything in particular you would want? Like, Because for me, the whole game seemed like it was a window into a really big world, like mm-hmm. like there's so many stories they could tell, like especially with all the characters, even though there's fewer of them now. Um, I, like yeah, is there anything that comes to mind of stuff that you all would like to see
3: honestly i want to i want I want to see the council stuff, like mm-hmm. I feel like the lore that they started setting up with that with all of that seems it caught my eye the most in terms of like what I thought was really interesting about the outer world in that game. And I don't know, I'd like to see what goes on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, I think what I, it's what's funny is that was, that's my knee jerk response also, but I think thinking about it more, I want more of that, but I kind of want it with the same sort of almost slow feed that we got through the story of the main game, like what I kind of think would be great for like story DLC in my mind. Like if they put out story DLC, that is more like the side stories, but animated and modeled um, so that oh, they're, sure. they're like, cause now we have this, this great setup. And if it's like sort of the cast helping more characters through their time at the terminal and then getting more of that, that, that console stuff kind of mixed in, And then, to me, I would love like a another one someday that is maybe more centered on that that specific narrative. By another one, I mean like a second game,
3: yeah,
0: um, that centers that council narrative more. Yeah, um, and
2: I mean we already have like Kishan being the like kind of fish out of water character, both for when he visits the terminal and he has to be explained, hey, FYI, you're dead. Um, But then also now um, with the council too. Uh, and everything with like Ned showing him the ropes and everything. So I feel like there is definitely a lot of potential there. Um, I just want to see Ashley make more robots, to be honest. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yes. yes definitely. <laughs> I love Ashley so much.
0: She's so funny. That was the thing that drew me in at first was the humor of her. Like I was like sitting reading and laughing like really oh, hard out yeah. loud to myself. Um and my partner was like what is going on and I was like this game is so good and like she just she was like this writing is really really good also you cannot just read the whole thing to me it's <laughs> like no i know i know i won't read the whole thing
1: <laughs> yeah i know i took so many screenshots purely of dialogue like it's insane mm-hmm. because so much of the writing was so strong and like mm-hmm. charming mm-hmm. and funny but also witty and like nuanced, so it kind yes. of hit all over the place. Yeah, yeah, there's there's sure. so many so many moments of Ashley just being a hilarious character, like her talking about her sick robot arm and <laughs> like yeah. the whole the whole little like chocolate sequence. Like that yes. exchange was really funny. Um and
2: I mean not even just the quotes too, but there are certain points where um they managed to do the timing so well with the visual novel of it all, where you mm-hmm. just like occasionally click over and it would be just a look from Maddie or just a look from Ashley and it was just like really good. And you yeah. just got all this emotion just from like these uh these models being like, you know, kind of looking a little exasperated mm-hmm. or looking excited or something like that. So
0: Yeah. The character models, because the art design is so strong, even though the technical like fidelity is not always 100%. The art design is so strong that you get so much um expression out of the characters yeah. and, oh, and yeah. um the environment too and stuff, uh, which 100%. is
1: really cool. Yeah, like um didn't note it at the start of the podcast here, but I did uh, a full review is going up alongside this podcast mm-hmm. and that's definitely one of the things that like needed to be pointed out is the visuals offer so much to the game. Like um it's It's crazy. It's like it has legit for real cinematography with how it's going for camera angles. And like, it's almost like they're using different lenses with different apertures at some points. Like Mm -hmm. it, it feels nuts. But also that mixed with the fact that like the environment is gorgeous, like the stuff they do with like looking at sunsets or the way the night scenes look and stuff like that, like all of those just, are crazy. And uh, the tree, just the,
2: the, the, <laughs> just the tree. I was that's was what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like just the design of everything in the terminal makes it seem so like cozy and very specifically like feeling, like it, like to the point where when you're when you're doing the in between chapter things or you're kind of walking around. you you get a really good sense for the feeling of the place. I feel like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is part of the strength of, um, it's just, it's, it's just part of why I think the game is so, um, kinetic as a visual Mm, novel. mm Oh yeah. 100%. Um, Because you have that opportunity to move through those spaces. And then with the way that the scenes animate and the way that the camera moves and stuff, it just, it makes it more for someone like me who is not as, um, into the genre generally. Um, it makes, it made it a lot more compelling, I think. Um, and it made it feel more, uh, in a way more game, like not that that matters. That's not really a, I mean, it doesn't, who cares? Um, if it's a good story, it's a good story, but it also allowed me to kind of connect with it easier early on as one, as somebody like that. Um, which then helped me to like get attached to the characters and stuff,
1: yeah, like totally, because like I've played a ton of visual novels, as we probably know at this point. And I think that is something that is kind of a hard part for a lot of people to get into it is because mm-hmm. in most visual novels, you're looking at static images and a text box at the bottom for ninety nine percent of it and sometimes that just isn't engaging for people like it's hard for them to really sit down especially because a lot of them are like 40 hours long or more like 80 or 100 hours in some cases um so yeah having that compelling visual style that's really expressive and also like um just stunning to look at frankly like it's gorgeous but like the fact that you can like move your mouse or your controller i didn't play with controller but you can kind of like move the scene around a little bit you can it's it's like oh wait there there's actually a little bit of agency here and this is actually like this is in a room with people and you know like like that is a unique aspect of this one in particular but um Erica I forget have you played a lot of visual novels like I know you did Danganronpa and stuff but
3: Yeah um I've not this is not my first one but I'd say I've played like maybe five (laughs) so like not definitely nowhere near your level um but i did find this yeah yeah, like i did find this like uh um to be it kind of broke up the parts of like for me visual novels can be really tedious and Mm -hmm. having the ability to do other stuff other than just you know, look at the static picture and read this, you know, little box of text is it was nice. Like it really it felt like it broke it up in a way that felt accessible and like I don't it like Xavier kept looking over and he was like, Are you sure this is a visual novel? And I'm like, yeah, no, really it is <laughs> and, and yeah, I don't know. It just it I'd like to see more um more people take on this kind of style more developers try to do things similar to try to break out of the usual mold because I thought it was really effective.
1: It's also really hard to do that. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. probably
3: very expensive. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah,
1: like it doesn't surprise me that it took the team as long as it did to put it out. Because yeah. like they did openly talk about how they were getting ultra burnt out and like they were kind of debating between just p- putting in a ton of work and putting it out as fast as possible so they could get over the burnout quickly or delay it and take their time. And that happened over, like, I think they ended up delaying it, like, almost three years by the end. So, yes, I totally agree. I think it, um, it kind of sets a new benchmark for what you should want in a visual novel, because I would love to see more like this. But also, good Lord, is it hard. <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, I've had. I think that that's that's clear with the game. I, I had it crash on me quite a few times. Like, oh, really? I, yeah, like I, in the opening scene, like right after the opening scene, um, when you can first start moving, and you're supposed to be walking to the terminal. I had just a black screen for, like, the first three times I was doing it. And, oh, like, no. I could pause and I could see what was supposed to be on the screen because I was paused and it, like, shows up. But then I would, like, you know, go back into the game and then it would just be black again. <laughs>
4: and, oh, no.
3: And, yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of issues with the game in general. Um, it my I tried to use the controller for a little bit. Uh, it was not good. <laughs> it was very not good. Oof. Um, yeah, and yeah, I just had like a I I had it crash on me a few times throughout playing the game and I don't have a very old PC. It's not like it can't handle this. Um but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, That's so I had weird. Some, some trouble.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't have a single crash con- like on the other side of things. That's so weird.
2: Yeah, I don't uh, have any crashes. Occasionally it kind of like some of the moving around segments chugged a little bit, but it yeah. wasn't like yeah,
0: uh, terrible only thing that was awful for me was at the end i was like sitting there crying which was its own (laughs) uh funny thing because my partner sits like four feet from me and was just like doing a wow raid and, (laughs) and i'm sitting here like sobbing and yeah she's very like oh that's so sweet that the game is that is is great it seems so good But I'm also, it's also like a a huge disconnect. The media that we're consuming is like (laughs) totally completely opposite, Uh, uh, which was funny. But then I was like sitting there, like recovering. And then I I was like, oh, there's a post credit. Well, the screen just went black. And then I clicked and I kept clicking and nothing was happening. And then like a UI element popped up, but the screen was still black. And I was like, no, something's happening and I can't see it. And so (laughs) I had to like, Button through the whole post-credits sequence, quit the game, attempt to replay it, and then it broke again, and then I had to quit again, and then it, the solution for me was to run it in windowed, and then huh. convert it back to full screen, and then it worked.
1: That's <laughs> it so was, sad. It,
0: that, that, was, that was a little disappointing to have to go through it that way, but it was fine. I mean, I saw it in the end, so yeah, it, it worked out.
1: For what it's worth, I know they've put out a couple, a handful of patches since then. I don't know if that addresses any of the issues we've seen. Like,
0: uh, I think the thing I saw was a was a known issue because okay. I thought I saw it in the Discord.
1: Yeah, so I imagine if anyone's listening to this and did not play it during the first week it was out, that might not even oh. be a thing at this point. Yeah, I, all, so. I played
2: it. Yes, uh, the past two days, and I think maybe that's like I had zero issues with crashes and things. So maybe they patched some stuff and
0: and but, I mean oh. technical. That's a very minor, minor technical complaint. So definitely do not let that stuff scare you off because it's still very much worth it to put up with whatever stuff. I've had bigger
2: bugs system. and issues in uh, AAA games. Oh <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. uh, yes, 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 of course. I mean, you're a, you're an Assassin's Creed fan, so <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why you wait to play the Assassin's Creed games until one to two years after they're out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have that issue. When I played <laughs> unity, it was great. <laughs>
1: So there was something kind of, I don't know if it's funny, but um, when I was writing the review, uh, I started writing it a few days ago. um, And at some point I was starting to question if the game had left as heavy of an impact as I'd expressed, like with the podcast before and like like immediately after playing it. It definitely felt strong, but Mm it had been like a, a week removed since I'd finished it. I was like... I was like, okay, yeah, I'm thinking about, it. yeah, that was really good, but did it did it hit me as hard as I thought it did? like did it really have that much impact? And then I started writing the review and went through all my screenshots and captured footage, and like there were a couple individual just images that showed up, and I immediately got all like welled up with tears, and it didn't even <laughs> see like I didn't read any dialogue or anything, so the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. it did leave that much of an impact even that much time after um, the specific one that showed up uh, if we want to talk about real sad shit um, I mean was, that's kind of
2: what we have to do with this spoiler <laughs> cast
1: to be honest yeah it, like I think we're past the kid gloves part of it and ta- and praising the game because it fucking kicks ass um, but that scene it was right near the end it's when Che is saying goodbye to everyone and it's
0: oh yeah it's Jeez.
1: specifically the Ashley one yes <laughs> Like that one just broke me.
0: Yeah. So much. Ned and, and, and Ashley, I was just like, God, I mean, it was good because obviously they had to have that conversation, but it was also just like devast. That was like where it started to really become hard for me to keep it together because it's just so um, hard that that conversation is just so difficult to have with, someone and it's great that they got to have it but
4: mm-hmm.
0: it's 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 that rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's that feeling of sometimes when you are um, confronting loss and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone's death either I mean it, it's, it's it's I've I experienced this to a smaller degree when I moved is if you just don't if you just don't say it and you just don't acknowledge it and you just keep going, then it just, it's a speed bump and you hit it and then you're done. But at the same time, they like also had to talk about it too. And, 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 and so it was just, it's a really poignant and challenging moment that I thought was spectacularly paced and, and written moment to moment and animated and everything was beautiful.
1: Yeah. I think if, if you're speaking to the Ned one specifically, for me, it's really interesting because it shows their relationship as being kind of antagonistic at the start. And you expect Ned to just be like, you know, a cop, basically. But like, as the story goes on, you find out it's very much not that way. And they're like extremely close. Yep. And like, that scene in particular is rough because like they're both the oldest people around basically yep. like they've known each other for forever and then like you get to see Ned coming to terms with the fact that he's going to lose his oldest friend
4: mm-hmm. and like
1: yeah. he he's like this they always portray him as like a really giant dude basically like he kind of towers over everyone and yeah. like he looks so small in that scene oh it's rough
0: <laughs> yeah it's really good um and uh it's it's interesting cuz i all along like from the minute ned was introduced all along i was like oh he's not a bad guy like he's a, he's the he's the antagonist but i liked him from the very first scene yeah i, I like liked i
2: liked him but i didn't know if like the game was going to frame him as somebody I should like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like from the start, I was just kind of like, Oh, he seems pretty cool. And then he got like increasingly cool throughout and I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I kind of went into it with like the opposite, um, in my mind where I, I think very early on, I saw a lot of myself in Maddie as a character. Mm. Um, and so when she was immediately suspicious of Ned, I'm just like, nah, fuck this guy. Fuck him fully. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> he seems like the worst, <laughs> like, That's funny. He's like, you know, after world cop, fuck him. <laughs> but, um, but no, they, they, they turned it around a lot for me. I, and he ended up being one of my favorite characters, um, but, yeah, definitely didn't go in also, thinking that he was going to be a good guy. Like he his, did.
1: And, like, less sadly, his character design is so cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. so sure. good. Yeah, that's really but, interesting. Yeah. I like, feel like I all
2: the character design was particularly was strong, but Ned's is really good, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I don't...
3: <laughs> I think, like, the metal helmet that they're trying to evoke, but it, like, weirdly... It moves
0: it it emotes in kind
3: of yeah it like emotes, <laughs> which is very fun.
0: Well, and it's clearly like his head; like he can't take it off because <laughs> yeah. uh, he has he to just use the, strong, the bendy so. straw. Yeah, needs
2: <laughs> the bendy straw. I, <laughs> yeah. I I lived was like, should I just go and buy some bendy straws? <laughs> it's like
0: <kind> of nice. <laughs> yeah, that stuff was 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 so good. Uh, and it was interesting. I kind of I don't want to say that I like knew what was going to happen, but I kind of assumed early on that what was going on was that Che was being kept there with the hours from Maddie's gambling. Because oh, of, that was
2: like completely a surprise to
0: me. Yeah, well, because they say he's 127 years old or whatever. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, this world is magical, but also that's not how it works. Like the whole premise of the world or the whole premise of the story is about, and the, and the game is like, Oh yeah, this is where people go in between dying and the next place. And so I was like, Che is not supposed to be there that long. And and so I had a feeling that I didn't think it was going to be as emotional as it was. I had a feeling it was going to be about him and like his, his being there too long. Um, but then the ways that it went about that were so interesting, and the way that it was also about like failure and um and and an inability to accept that he had to go was was really um impressive and the the thing that was so impressive to me, as soon as it became clear it was going to be about that, I was like, I really hope they don't do the stages of grief thing like I can't that's such if it helps people to to frame grief in that way good i don't want to like take that away from anyone but i've always hated that whole like thing cuz it just seems to cookie cutter and box dealing with trauma and i don't mm-hmm. like that and so i thought it was so impressive that it just eschewed that completely and was like its own thing and um and and really gave those characters a chance to come to terms with losing him in their own ways at their own pace and like kind of together. And that was really good.
1: Yeah. Like, I think you're totally right. And I think it was really interesting the way they approached him saying goodbye to each different character Yep, because like him sitting with Kishon, it was basically like, Hey, yeah, I know how you're feeling. I'm in pain every goddamn day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. being like yeah, it sucks. It hurts. It's the worst. Sometimes I just need to step away and hide away from people to collect myself basically. And I actually found that one in particular pretty poignant because it felt like yes, within the world, like within the rules of the world that they have established that makes total sense. Like yep. the dissociative kind of feelings that they get and like all of that. But also you can see it as a pretty clear allegory to mental health Mm -hmm. because Che always comes across as very chipper and like, like making lots of jokes and really lighthearted. But then he's just straight up like, yeah, sometimes it's the worst and I can't be around people because Mm -hmm. if they see me like that, like they're, you know, I can't let people see me like that.
2: Yeah. And I, I thought that his, um, reaction to basically his time being up, uh, was, inc- like, very, very realistic uh, in that I've seen a lot of, like, I, I feel like you see this in media sometimes where somebody's dying, but they're like, it's okay, it's my time to go, I'm, I'm okay with this. And he's just like, I'm not okay with it. But, like, I know this is what has to happen, and so, you know, I, like, I need to be at some level of peace with it, but also it's okay that I feel, don't feel, like, jazzed about it or I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling a little bit I'm feeling sad about it which I yeah. thought was was like really like poignant but also realistic too. So they
3: added a lot more complexity than I think a lot of uh, a lot oh, of yeah. things that a lot of media that touches on that same type of topic mm-hmm. uh, tends to kind of gloss over.
0: Which I think that's what is so i mean the writing is so it's such a great example of it, it slides between literary in its quality and um and and uh, kind of emotional weight and but then it also is sometimes very much like a really well written anime too in how conversational the dialogue is and how mm. like funny Casual. it can be and stuff <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and so it's that and it's it makes for this like there's so much nuance there in those things and it's so typical in um I mean I can't speak to to visual novels as much because I have not I mean the only one I've played other than this one is is DDLC but in in a lot of the anime that I've watched um and in a lot of video games um you don't get that. Characters might be two-dimensional, like they might not be one-dimensional, but it's so rare that you get that living, breathing feeling out of them that they have like a lot of nuance and that they're complex people, even like some of the best written video game characters that I can think of still don't have quite the same degree of like depth to them. Um And I thought that was just really impressive to see in the way that Che was dealing with everything. And like when he stops and says like, I'm terrified and, and I don't want to die is like, such a moving moment because it's like so few games in particular are willing to explore that kind of depth in a character. I think, because um, mm-hmm. it's hard to write that it's hard to give that character that many facets, I think, um, and do it in such a limited time and somehow they pulled it off and it's really impressive.
2: Yeah. Cause I feel like in, in a worse written, uh, version of this, it would just be very clear cut, it'd be Che going, it's my time to go. I'm at peace with it. I've lived too long. And then Maddie being like, no, don't. Whereas like, I feel like, you know, that, that's still that, like there's still elements of that, but there's a lot more nuance to all of that in a way that I was, uh, you know, surprised by, but also really happy about.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the scene that, Tied it all together, and I do want to jump back to a different one after, but I'm gonna, you know, linearity is not what we do here. Apparently, Um, (laughs) right near the end, when they're all sitting at the picnic table outside the 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 cafe, Mm -hmm. and they're all just talking, and like that really encapsulated it because it feels like that scene in particular is how a lot of games would have handled it. It Is just that alone, and not given the context of him stepping through and actually having real. Like, what feel like real life human conversations with these real life human people, right? Like, that's the thing I think that also kind of made it work for me is because the conversations don't feel forced. They don't feel like they were written. It feels like they were spoken. Like, it feels like this is real interaction, and there's history that you're not seeing, but you don't need to see. Like, there's
4: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, relationships that exists and they're platonic. Like they're not forcing romance. They're not, um, they're not turning it into a story. They're, they're, they're showing you what has happened in this. And that's, that's a different approach in a really good way.
0: It feels so much like you're a fly on the wall of the cafe for so much of that game. And it like, you just, in some ways (laughs) it's funny how immersive it can be because at times I just sort of, my brain stopped thinking of it as observing like like as playing a game or reading a thing and more of just like being there, which is so weird for the format of the game, but it's because the dialogue is just so natural and it so, it flows so much. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, I think that's like a pretty stirring achievement.
1: Yeah, I think, all right. I need to talk about that scene that wrecked me the first time. <laughs> And again, that was specifically the Che and Ashley scene. Like, Ashley had a couple scenes that got me. Um, There was this one and her kind of like dealing with intense anxiety. Mm
4: -hmm. I think
1: both of those are really strong. But I think the one with her and Che is something like I specifically would love to talk about because like there's a lot of subtlety during that scene that like I noticed as I was playing, but kind of chose to like just immerse and not think about too much. um like a thing like she's normally like in everything she does she's so flamboyant like her arms are flailing and like her expressions are intense and she's like pointing and going crazy and like her like she's jittering with all the caffeine and stuff but there like she she seems really small like she's not really moving much she's kind of awkwardly holding her hand and fidgeting and just saying stuff like yeah i'm okay it's all good don't worry about it and like that felt really intense and true because it's like she's putting on a face saying, yeah, this is fine. This is okay. This is what has to happen. I'm used to this, right? This is, this is all good. Um, and that's actually, like it was the ending to that scene that pretty much broke me. <laughs> like where um, Che is basically just being himself and saying puns. Yeah. And it just kept cutting back to Ashley's face and she's being more and more just, like, serious. Yeah. And it, they... Somehow, I don't know how, because the artists of this game are insanely good and also masochists, apparently. Like, they make it look like she's actually really holding back tears.
4: hmm
3: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. That one in particular
4: definitely got to me. Yeah. It was...
0: Um... It was impressive the way, like, Ashley's whole arc was really good. And it was this kind of moment where, for me, I was like, this is so hard for her because it's not just as simple as she's losing a friend as such a young person and kind of coming to terms with that at such a, at a time when it's really hard to do that, but Mm -hmm. the, they do such a good job of showing that the cafe is like her place. And it's Mm -hmm. like the place that she needs because her home life isn't bad, which was a huge, an incredible touch by the way, because Mm -hmm. it is, there is such a temptation, I think as a writer to say, Oh, the troubled child character who has a horrible home life. And it was so, so, good to show that you don't have to have a horrible home home life as a child to need a place and away from home to be, and it doesn't have to be school. Um, And so that scene was so difficult because it was like, she's smart enough to know what's happening. She doesn't have the emotional maturity to necessarily process it in the way that other characters do. And they do such a great job of showing that like there is real trauma here that's happening that cannot be avoided. And that is going to have an impact on her life going forward, which is pretty good. (laughs) Um, But still that it's okay that it's pretty good. And that it's also going to be really hard for her to, to, to process all this. And it's going to change her relationship to like the cafe and to Maddie in some positive ways, but also in some ways that are are really unfortunate and it doesn't, what is another huge strength is it doesn't go, but it's fine. She's going to be okay. It kind of goes like, no, not necessarily. I mean, she's going to, she has to, she has to process it and deal with it, but it's not like she has that conversation with Che and then she has closure and it's done. Because that's not how it works. It's so much messier than that.
2: I feel like that's kind of the overarching uh, impression I got of the writing in general was there are many places where you could see uh, that they could take the easy way in terms of writing this, but then they don't. Um, There's so many ways where you could see like, oh, it'd be easy to give Ashley a bad home life. So that's why she's at the cafe all the time. But then they don't. Uh, Or, you know. The conversation resolves everything, but it doesn't. And I think that makes it even more meaningful for
3: me.
0: And real, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah.
1: Like,
3: yeah. And what, to add on to what Alex was saying earlier, too, was uh, for me, that scene kind of made the case for visual novels for me. Because before that, I was, I mean, I was open to them, but it was more of like, if I'm going to read a story, why don't I just read a book, you know? <laughs> but, like, I think that the subtlety in the art and the, the expressions that those really great artists are able to convey just really send home like, a crazy, strong message the whole time. Like, it mm-hmm. really, it hits yeah. you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, and I think I—I I was kind of thinking about that. Like I—I—I I, I feel like I'm maybe in the middle, in when it comes to visual novels, with all of us, where I've definitely not played as many as Alex, but I played more than maybe Erica or Pat. Um, but throughout the game, I was kind of wondering, what's the reason that this was made into a game and not just a like an animation or a movie or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the thing that really made me kind of click in my head was pretty close to the end when there, a lot of the discussion is on having to move forward. And at a certain point that became me having to click forward and keep, keep it going. Like there's one part where um, like during this part where Che and uh, Maddie are saying goodbye and they're just kind of sitting under a tree and talking and I just kind of paused for a bit because I was just Mm-mm. like, a big part of me was like, I need to give them a moment. Aww. This is their last moment, <laughs> and I just need to give this to them. Um, but like, it, it really forces you to be um, kind of, I, I'm trying to think of a better word than complicit because complicit sounds bad. But like,
1: well, there's agency, pre- you have
2: to, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It makes you have to like take the agency to move the story forward because it has to go forward. And yeah. I think that's what really, like the the, the kind of connection between uh, that agency of of moving the story forward and the themes of the game is what made me made it all really click in my head in a way that was like, oh, this is something special.
1: Yeah, agreed. Because um, yeah, like you can kind of get there with a the movie, but like I mean, it's it's kind of like a horror game, right? Like you totally. can, I had the exact <laughs> same thought as was saying that. Yeah, like like you can read a horror book and you can press on through the pages and you'll be fine. Uh, you can watch a horror movie and it's just happening to you. Yep. It's it's like you have no real choice. But a horror game, you have to be the one to move forward. You have to be yep. the one to go around that corner. Like that's what makes it so much more immersive and scary. And I do think that that's the thing that can bridge the gap when it comes to visual novels, or at least the really good ones, is that. Even if it it's just the act of clicking, it's the combination of having visual reinforcement of what you're you're seeing. So like, it's not all just my, your mind's eye, which you know your mind's eye is obviously powerful. But you're seeing the story they want to tell, like, and but you're also a part of it. And I think that's a really strong argument for visual novels for me. Um, but also, um, Pat and well, Allison and Erica, you all kind of mentioned this. One of the things that um, like with taking the hard way and um, like not just resorting to like stuff you're used to seeing, uh, one of the things that I found really strong was when the ritual fails, because um, that's a core part of the story, like that's what sets the whole ending we're talking about into motion. And yeah. there's the giant argument between Che and Maddie. Yep. Like, that's rough. Yes. (laughs) That's like a real argument. And like, the thing is like, you can tell he's not angry at her, but he's angry at her. But it's like, it's like coming from a place where, yes, he doesn't want to die because he's scared, but also he doesn't want her to hurt herself or like Mm -hmm. burn herself out or like sacrifice herself for his sake kind of stuff. And And,
0: oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. You finish.
1: Oh, I I was just gonna say the thing that made it um the hard choice, I think, in terms of the writing and the narrative, is the fact that afterwards they um there's like the awkward kind of really short chapter. Where everything at the cafe is kind of normal, where they're serving customers and they're interacting like they did when they used to. But you can tell there's like this undertone of like, we're not normal, like something happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, and then afterwards they have that kind of cathartic, like, look, this is why, this is why you can't do this. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to kill yourself if you keep doing this kind of thing. And then, like, that's when Maddie, I think at some point just like basically says, yeah, there's something I have to do. And that's what sets the whole ending into motion.
0: Yeah, which which I I I think is
1: crazy. It's so good.
0: (laughs) That argument is um, like ugly and uncomfortable, and really well written. And also does all the things you're saying, and then also has that that twinge of like. There's like a thing when you're around someone all the time where you. Like you, if someone that you love, I mean, I don't think there's anything romantic between them, which is another one of the game's huge strengths, but they clearly love each other as people. Um, And uh, there's like this, this thing that happens sometimes where you see a thing that is self-destructive in someone. And it doesn't, I don't mean like massively, I'm not talking necessarily about like super, super self-destructive, but like little things even. That's like, oh, you're making this choice and I know that that's going to come back on you later as something that's like uh, that that bothers you. And there's a frustration that kind of builds, but you don't know how to express it. And that was portrayed so well in that argument because it was like. So many little things that it was it was like a moment of release for those characters in that relationship of being around each other all the time. And it touched on so many of the little things not not directly necessarily but the emotion in it was also tied to so many of the little things that maddie found frustrating about che and that che found frustrating about maddie and and on top of like addressing the main catalyst of why they were fighting so it it just that's part of how it felt so real is because it recognized that like this thing is the core of this argument and it's what they're fighting about but there is also all this frustration built up from like the little things that they're not talking about when they're happening. Um, And you see some of those moments in the story. And I don't know how intentional that that was, but I recognized in those characters, like they would probably be kind of on, they need to have this argument, whether something needed to trigger it anyway. And then also it was this thing that was really, Propulsive and and kind of monumental for them too, um, which I thought was really interesting and uh, and well done. And then you see that kind of like post argument in your what you're talking about that like awkwardness. It's also it's it's awkwardness because they need to talk about it, but it's also awkwardness because they're both being so gentle to each other (laughs) because they recognize that there was a fight, and it's just really. Um, emotionally intelligent in a way that I think a lot of writing doesn't quite grasp. Like you can tell that, uh, and I don't know exactly where the writing credits fall, but you can tell that, that whoever was writing that scene in particular was, it's something they had experience with. And it wasn't, it wasn't just a, my characters need to have a fight. It was, I've had this fight not about failing a ritual and having to let go of this person, but I have had, there's experience there that I think was conveyed in, in a really vulnerable way um, because it's so much a window into direct experience clearly from, from the, the, the people writing.
3: I think it was also cool that they decided to make it so that like they, they explained it at some point, soon after that fight, that, like, even if the ritual did work, like, there is nowhere near enough hours stored in that tree to be probably even make a dent in how long yeah. uh, Che had stayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it was, like, it, another the, the,
1: couple months or something is what she said. Yeah.
3: So, like, yeah. I think that, like, the, the idea of Maddie just holding on to an idea of hope, even if it's not, you know even if it's probably not going to work out for her anyway, but just having her hold on to it, um, I thought was kind of really great. And even the idea that she was ready to potentially really injure herself or possibly die in order to just hold on for like, uh, the idea that this might work for a little while was yeah. really powerful. And, you know, yeah. it just makes a good case for how strongly she feels for him too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, especially because it was it was coming from a place of selflessness, which you didn't seem to see a lot from Maddie. Like not to say she's selfish, but she's very self-protective. Like mm-hmm. it seems like she's not particularly open with people. Like she likes to listen yeah, rather than to speak. Guarded um, for sure. Guarded is a good word for it. Um but like it seems like that action was purely for him and in in a lot of ways it was out of guilt and again that mm. comes back to how the whole story is about failure like mm-hmm. the whole story is about failure in a lot of ways and that was her failure and she felt like she was responsible for it
0: so that's tough yeah well and and yeah and all of the stuff around like like Ashley's role in that whole in the ritual itself and you know her self doubt and stuff um was really and like Ned clearly not okay with what was going on but also not you kind of like you were <laughs> yeah. like yeah but you also want this to happen because you have to say out loud that it's bad but you don't want to say goodbye to your friend so you're kind of participating in it um yeah. was all like really really well done um and um i think that uh the just i'm just the whole time was really impressed with Um, Maddie and Che's relationship because I love the, the scene with Samantha I think was important Mm. because it showed that it's not that like Maddie is necessarily not that it would be a, 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 there would be nothing wrong with portraying her as a romantic at all, of course, but it was interesting to show that like clearly she's like flirting with Samantha to an extent and like, and, 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 and like interested in those kinds of interactions that's just not the relationship that she and Che have, which was really, really cool. Um, yeah, and it was, yeah,
2: I feel like, I mean, they hadn't made anything romantic at that point, but I think when they, they introduced Samantha, it really was like, Hey, FYI, this is really not romantic, yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, it, but it's, that yeah. it's still, it's still meaningful, which I think is, is kind of beautiful. Like you, you really get a feeling for how meaningful Che and Maddie's relationship, as well as like all the other relationships are, but there's, you know, it doesn't have to be romantic to be, uh, important.
0: And the other thing that I thought was important to me, um, that they do with those sort of, with the ways that they touch on romance in the story, whether it be like, Kishan kind of like mourning the loss of, of his partner, even though he's not, he's the one kind of who's who died. Um, in all of those cases and, and, you know, with the scene with Samantha and stuff and, and Hannah and Tuan and stuff, I thought it was so cool. The ways in which they were like, you know, like there's so much fluidity in these characters, gender and sexuality without being, I, of course there, I have, I I think there's great stuff that like centers that and, and focuses on it and says, Hey, we're going to talk about this. But I thought it was such a, a, naturally well done thing for them to say like very clearly like, Hey, this is the tone of this world. It's a real world where these romance and gender and sexuality exist and are a broad spectrum for a lot of these characters, but also we're not necessarily grabbing you by the ears to talk about it because that's not what we're here to do. Not because there's anything wrong with that being the center of your story, but, Because that wasn't the the core of the story they wanted to tell. I thought that was just masterfully done because I think often um, in this kind of fiction, instead what you get is, hey, just so you know, we want you to know that this character is gay because we want you to know that because we wrote a gay character and you need to know that which right. is fine but it also doesn't feel as natural as the way they presented it here. Yeah. I thought that stuff was just so great.
1: Yeah, in the in this story it's very much like my partner, uh, my boyfriend, blah blah blah. Like it's never brought up. It doesn't matter because it's right. just what it is. It's just this character is just this person's life. Like deal with it. That's how they live their life. And that's yep. that's that's great. Um and when you were talking about that, something that came to mind is um one of the side stories, I don't know how to describe them, but one of the extracurricular materials, I don't know. Um, there's the um Kishan specific one about wanting to see his own funeral. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. like that one was ah, so, so, so interesting, good. like and that's to speak about it at a high level from looking at the game writing, like it's interesting how much wisdom they impart without seeing like didactic or like they're saying it at you. It's more, it's again, it's like these real interactions with people. And in that story in particular, when they're talking about how the funeral isn't for the dead, it's for the living, mm-hmm. like that was really interesting because that's legit. That's not a, not really a perspective I had before. And I was like, huh, you know, that's actually totally valid and probably totally right. So, like, I think they do a really good job at, imparting wisdom and teaching lessons to the characters in ways that you can see that it is impactful. Like, um, again, the, I said, we would get back to it. Ha ha. Um, the, the scene about Ashley dealing with her anxiety and like opening up and being like, talking about how she's terrified of like letting everyone down. Cause she's used to being so effortless with all of the things that she's able to do and like her intelligence and her skills and all that kind of stuff. So the idea of letting down someone she loves like is crushingly scary for her, <laughs> which yo mood, um, mood. <laughs> but <laughs> <for sure. laughs> but like um, the way Kishon responds and is like, yeah, I mean, I don't have your same history. I don't have that same, level of intelligence you have per se, but I've also lived these experiences. And this is what I've gleaned from those experiences. And he talks about having self-forgiveness and self-empathy and stuff like that. And realizing that Maddie loves you and she doesn't see those limitations in you as a negative. Like she just, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the way it was all portrayed and the way it was written and the way it's conveyed, again, with the combination of kinetic visual storytelling and also the music and just everything working together. Oh God. (laughs) It just works. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Hey Erica. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Um, I'm going to call you out directly (laughs) because I feel like we haven't heard your voice enough. Were there any scenes in particular that really resonated with you or like that you think back on? It's just immediately. That's the one that sticks out.
3: I feel like for me it was more overall tone more than specific scenes. Like I I like I wrote down like a bunch of things honestly about like I said about some things in like the dialogue. Um, I kept calling uh, my husband over to come look at the screen um, every couple of minutes just because I was like, "Maddie talks like me." (laughs) Like we have the same like. I don't know. We have a lot of things in common. She has purple hair and fun glasses and likes wrestling and <laughs> does real talk. Um, but, but like for for me, it was just I feel like the moment to moment stuff. It was like, all of it was was great, but it, for me, it was more the how the characters interact with each other, which I think is kind of the overall thing that we're getting at here. Um, but yeah, and in, in general, uh, the one that stood out to me the most was just Maddie uh, failing the ritual. That was like my my like oh I'm gonna start crying now <laughs> scene. And,
1: and she <laughs> and didn't the just, final
3: final ones too. She, she
1: awesome. didn't just fail once either.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I think also like the the last like the last time we see Che, um, also when. they're you know getting ready for that to happen and then he just kind of walks off and then that's it you know like I just started bawling my eyes out Mm -hmm. (laughs) truly Um, that one just I think that that's um, I think that it hit me particularly hard just because I low key think about death a lot Um, and I with my own beliefs I kind of don't believe that there's anything after this and um and so that kind of for me I was like oh okay we're gonna see like maybe you know some glowing lights and like you know heaven maybe or something and I kind of loved that they left it there and kind of just let you decide what where Che went (laughs) what happened now and it like oh, God, I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> it's like, it's really, it's really good.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's, it's so, um, it's so cool how nobody knows what happens. And at no point do they say, well, it's going to be fine. They'll see each other again. Like, they, yeah. it's just like, you don't know that.
4: Yeah. And
0: um, that's part of why that, the ending is as powerful as it is, I think, because, as magical as the world is it still is like we don't know what happens after you leave and we don't know if you if anything happens after you leave and so it was i've never seen a kind of like sci-fi fantasy thing that is has a like whole mythological council devoted to death and stuff where also they're like we don't know what happens like that yeah. is just so smart and so um gives so much more weight to everything that's happening. Definitely. Um,
3: I love that. Yeah. It yeah. Was, I was kind of fully expecting going into it that I was gonna be let down at the end of this by like, oh, okay, we're gonna, you know. We're gonna fly up to heaven with Che <laughs> and like see what happens, but like I really love that they left it there. You see yep. the plant glowing
2: a little bit or moving, and you're like, "Oh, it's him visiting," and it's like, "No, no." You know, no.
1: It, it's it's it, over. It, yeah. Sorry, Allison, you were gonna say.
2: Oh no! That that was just it. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, and the thing is, they're um, again full full props to the writing team. I don't know if it's just the one or like, I don't know who to credit it to, but like they were again, some of the side stories were proved that it wasn't just that they were leaning on the excellent visual artists that they had at their disposal. Because yeah. like some of those stories really stood out to me, like yeah. um billiards <laughs> and uh oh, yeah. the the, fish, the, so the the fisherman and uh, judgment and beth like all all of those like they all had something to say but they all filled in the world just a bit more like it it's not like there were gaps that needed to be filled it's just like okay let's let's do use a really cheesy analogy it's like the tree and then they're adding extra branches so you can yeah. see it more fully like it's like things like the ending of beth I don't know, Allison and Erica, if you played or read Beth. I know Pat and I did, but um, like
3: I think I, I
2: I don't think I have. I I need to go back and finish reading all the side stories. I read as many of them as I unlocked during the playing of the main game, but then Yeah. uh,
1: yeah. Uh, I haven't
3: gone back to re to check yeah. all the other ones. you. Yeah. Th- I was so glad that they gave you like <laughs> what you need after because I was so bad at guessing what words I needed.
2: <laughs> I just did it.
3: like I tried to do it like,
2: like I'm just going to choose the words that are meaningful for me. Like that was kind of what I wanted to do. I was just like, this is my. Moment yeah. to self reflect, sure. but then I'd be like, "Why don't I have the ones I need?" <laughs> <So. Yeah. laughs>
1: there were a couple times when I like specifically specifically picked out like food or Australia because, or sorry, Melbourne. But um, but this won't be a spoiler for you two. Uh, but like the ending to Beth, and I'll again, I'll try and talk around it. But Pat, maybe you'll know what I'm saying. Um, it was significantly more tense than I expected. Like, yeah, there's. There's kind of this question throughout, and this will be a light spoiler, but I don't think it'll ruin it. Sorry. Um, you don't know if she is dead or not. And like all the way until the last like page, you don't know. And like then you kind of know, but then you're not even sure. Well, and, and that's the it's yeah. so it's it's the strength of the writing, I think, of the writing team is what they like the things they that are left unsaid. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much that they left unsaid that is so good like it's yeah. it's it's a hard I have thing to on do my notes
3: um i have on my notes that this game is a master class in subtlety that's yeah. one of the things yeah. i wrote down
0: true they and in the side stories they do it multiple times where there's a couple of characters and 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 single characters you don't know if they're dead and then they have a moment at the end or it's kind of there's like a reveal but it's still you still don't know for sure and yet yeah, it's impactful ambiguity. every time somehow even though they do it like three or four times.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like billiards Um, billiards has that too. Like uh, the Brad and Thomas story. Like you're just like at the very end, you're like, which, well, I think one of them was dead, but now I don't know which one.
0: (laughs) And because they don't tell you what happens after in some ways. And this is the, like the, like the thing that I love about the like mysteries head turning part, aside from the emotional impact of it is, you know, I'm not spoiling the end of one of those stories if you haven't read it, but, like, let's say a character, you say, um, oh, so-and-so walked out of the... They walked out together, and then um, one of them hailed a cab on the the curb, and the other one wasn't there anymore kind of thing. Exactly. But if you look at the physical space of the cafe, there isn't a street outside of it. So (laughs) what... Does that mean that the person who hailed the cab actually moved on and then they hailed a cab and knew what they were like they were in a new place they were they were in the next place and that's like but they don't tell you that because you know they're that's the they're part of the impact of the story like we talked about is not knowing and so there's a lot of those like ways that's kind of the the other thing that I had kicking around that I wanted to talk about was like the ways that the world is weird um like beyond the overt hey there's a council of death and people can stay in the cafe after they die thing that's that's like obviously fantasy but then beyond that there's like the like the cafe is situated on what looks like an oil rig that just looks out (laughs) into nothingness and
1: but but it's not in the
0: beginning at the very beginning (laughs) you walk down an alleyway to get there um but also It becomes very clear that you, as the person playing, are Che. Um, Oh, at the very end, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. definitely, yeah. Um, So I wonder if it's like—it's just so interesting. Like, what is? How does all that stuff fit together? And there's a there's a side story to um, the I think it's called Ten Thousand Leagues, but Hmm. it's like Hannah and Tuan sneak into. The
1: underwater kind of thing, yeah.
0: The underwater thing, but also that's upstairs <laughs> uh, in the cafe. you right. there's a porthole in the cafe, in the room upstairs that's like the room Ashley, like Ashley's like workshop or whatever. Yeah. And then she comes in through a ladder and just turns a lever and then they descend into the ocean by a ton. But then she also just disappears back up the ladder yeah. while they're like, like- 10,000 leagues under the sea. It's so cool because it's like, what is happening in this place geometrically? And then on top, the other thing, too, is early when you start the game, it's like talks about how it's in Melbourne in 30 something, something like in the year 3000 something. Um, And then but then characters age. They talk about like the time scale is just like so interesting and weird and different. Cause it's yeah. not actually, cause Che is 127 years old and he and Ned act like a hundred years ago was like the 1800s. So it's, yeah. it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I like that too. I, I never found it like incongruous. Like I found myself questioning like, wait, how old is Che? Like, is he a hundred? Is he 500? Is he a thousand? Like, yeah, th- there's mm-hmm. some stuff, but like, and uh, going back to more side stories, like there's the one, oh, I don't I think it's Judgment actually, where he's talking with Ned and he talks about, like, oh, you speak Cantonese, right? And I was like, wait, Chase Chinese? That's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't yeah, even yeah. realize it until that story. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But like, and you learn, like, oh, he just learned English because he had enough time. Like, he's just been there and like, he just could. So now he speaks English and now he he's like do you want to be a translator? No. No.
4: <laughs> do you want to be an interpreter?
1: No. Like that yeah, that that's really fascinating. Um <laughs> just to get back to one of the side books really quick. Um one of my favorite quotes I think of the whole game came from one of those and that was from the fisherman. I think Pat you also screenshotted the exact same quote I'm thinking of. Um that was the one about the squeaky wheels. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Did you did you see that one Erica and Allison? Yeah, I did. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Here, once it uh, uh quote, he looked so calm that Maddie almost didn't want to disturb him, but she chafed at the idea that only squeaky wheels were deserving of grease. Some wheels yeah. were just too polite to ask. Yep. <laughs> I love yep. that.
0: That's. Yep. Uh, and also things like <laughs> they there's a whole there's a whole side story that's explaining where the chips fall where they may metaphor which is actually a thing about logging which i had no idea hmm. i always thought yeah. it was gambling yeah totally. but it's it's actually about logging and like Che tells the story and i was like oh my god i had no idea that this is how this was and it it was really cool the way I, that they I, kind of I introduced love, those things in that
1: i love that one too cuz they're like when I was a logger, you were a logger for two weeks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that definitely resonated with me as someone who has done a lot of different things <laughs> over totally. the course of my what feels like multiple careers. Uh, yeah. So I, definitely I also
3: like that. I also love like just the the more lighthearted ones, like like Ashley's like ranking of like her bots and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was just like a lot of like fun things that made me smile in those too.
1: Yeah, I think that's also one of the strengths of this whole game is that it has this melancholy and all these sad just devastating bits, but it's also really funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. It does yeah. it doesn't feel like a drag to play through. Like I feel like yeah. with a lot of these like the thematic content of of this game, it could really feel like kind of a slog, but you, you do just want to see more of the characters. There's a lot of funny moments. And you just kind of are like, I want to know more about Ashley and her bots. I want to know more about, uh, you know, the history of these people. And then, oh, now it's going to completely break my heart, but in a yeah. good
0: way. The interstitial scene where the bots are like, the one bot is like, I eat sushi. And they're like, what you think crabs can't eat sushi? And then the next scene, they're like, "You're not a crab." <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's it's what they're like a rat, I think, or something. It's uh, like a it's like a seagull. Or yeah. a seagull. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's a right, seagull. a seagull.
3: So, I don't think it actually is a seagull. I think it's something similar. To yeah,
0: me, but, but it's but like it's, a it's like it's, a gull or some kind of bird. It's an yeah.
1: Australian seagull, so it probably like <laughs> spits snakes or something. And <laughs> and
0: just, it was so funny that was they were just like appalled. That this that, that that the other robot would lie about what what they are <laughs> what they were.
1: Also, the fact that the robots are animal souls is something <laughs> yes. that I kind of love. Like,
0: <laughs> yes, it also <sighs> gave me weirdly. It, part of it's a lot of it's the art design, even though they're like made from like trash and not actually the same thing. But it, I got like intense near vibes every single oh, time yeah. one of those conversations would happen, <laughs> which I think. Made me like them more because it was like this is what the robots in Near talk about too. You don't see it because Near just assaults you with horrible sadness the whole time. <laughs> it doesn't have the same moments of levity, but uh yeah. but it, it was it reminded me of that too in a good I way. Think, yeah, I right. think those
3: moments of levity too helped to make make it an easy game to play yes. because. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I, uh, i mentioned it in our group chat. I put down like the series I was reading because it was just like weighing on me too hard. Like it was just too heavy for me right now in this current time and this kind Mm -hmm. of climate and whatever. But, uh, but because there was, you know, because we had some comic relief thrown in there constantly, (laughs) it kind of made it, made the heavier topics more palatable. Totally.
0: Yeah. Not that, not that they have any similarity tonally and, and, you know, to speak, nothing of like differing views on the, um, on appreciating them, like playing the last of us Two directly before playing this was like not good. Like it was, I didn't particularly like it, but beyond that it was, um, it's so dour that it, it put me, it was like not a positive, did not have a positive impact on my mental health, let's say. Um, which is not the game's fault. I mean, it's, it's what it's, it's doing something serious so it's it's fine i don't think that it that that everything needs to be comfortable to play but in contrast to that point erica it was like even coming right off of that and and having just done the mental reset to kind of say hey i'm really depressed right now and i need to get my brain back on track i didn't get depressed again playing like this game wasn't depressing to play even though it's deeply no. sad and and yeah. impactful it was And even though like it doesn't really, it's not hopeful in the sense of there's something after death, but it is also hopeful in like showing it does. So many stories try to do the thing where they tell you that like, Oh, you're never really gone. And there's always a part of you somewhere. And it's so much a platitude at this point. It's very, it's tiring. Like even in the realm of like children's fiction, I think it's like not super helpful um, because it, it's, it's such a, it's such a tired thing. And this game, they do kind of say it near the end that like is always around or whatever, but it, it, it actually drives that home in such a way of not a, you know, is always in your heart, but like, no, Che left a meaningful impact on everyone's lives and changed mm-hmm. people. Um and, that is sort of the hopefulness of like in some ways it doesn't matter that there's that they're not telling you what the afterlife is or where it is because the impact that he had on everyone is palatable and real and in itself is almost like immortal. So it does such a great job of of portraying that, which is like the real ways in which people don't leave you is, is because of the impact that they have on your life. And then the, what their impact on you does to the way that you treat other people. And like, that is the real thing that, that, Oh, they're never Mm going to leave you is trying to impart. But they always usually dress it up in like, they're always in your heart kind of stuff when it's not that it's that they're always in your behavior and they're always in your interactions. And, and I thought that was just brilliant the way that it it does that. Yeah. And And that's how it made it, made it hopeful.
2: Yeah, I think it's a very, it's it's a common platitude, but it, it, was, it was something that I feel like this game in particular really drove home, and I really felt. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And it felt like they were walking the razor's edge with one scene. I was like, because I feel the same as you, Pat. I, I I find it a little bit cheesy if a story tries to say like, oh yeah, they're with you in your hearts forever. But like the way they do it is, yeah, it is about the impact, it's about the memories, but the scene that I was like, oh no, uh oh, um, is where the letter shows up. And yes, yes. And like, yes. I was like, oh no, it, depending on how they play this, I don't know how it go, it's going to go, but it, they played it perfectly. And yep. like, I think that's the kind of thing where I feel like I, this game is extremely easy to recommend to anyone. Like, Because I think the writing, like, I trust the writers now. Like, I would love to see anything else they do because, like, they, from start to finish, just nailed it.
4: (laughs) Yep.
3: Can I just say that more espresso equals less depresso has become a thing that I just say in my home now? (laughs) that, That, that,
1: that. that is the headline to our review. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: very good. Oh, <So> good. Excellent. <laughs> and the, uh, I also, <laughs> when like my favorite scene in the game, aside from like my favorite funny scene, non like heavy emotionally scene, um, is that scene early, like very early on. I think it's like episode two when Kishan and, uh, um, and Ashley are in the room together building the robot and uh, and and Ashley's like, my cup should be runneth over with espresso or something. And later on, it's su- it's subtle how they introduce it, but later on, they make it clear that that's actually like the first time that Ashley has had coffee. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: with her crash and everything, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> and and like the moment when she's like, "That's right, Kashan, I'm reading a story about Icarus." Oh my was god. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not the tone. You can't. They don't like. They impart that tone so well. <laughs>
1: uh, well <laughs> also,
2: like, I feel like that's oh, such learned. a kid thing I'm to be cultured.
0: like.
2: Yeah, like, I feel like that's such a kid thing too to be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm reading this story, so I know what's up. Like, you
0: know, <laughs> he's like, ah, you should finish that story.
1: <laughs> that uh, one, that one was extremely funny, and I also like, like, you know, I don't know how to call them the footnotes or whatever, like the little gold text that shows up. Um, yes, in that one in particular. I thought it was hilarious because it was some. I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it was something like, "Can you imagine being dataless and just um, <laughs> the exact thing you said not to do is exactly what happens?" Yeah, <laughs> like that one in particular, I thought was really, really funny.
0: Yes, yeah. That that whole scene is like, and then when she like throws the knife at Che and <laughs> uh, repeatedly, and,
1: yeah. like, yes. <laughs> coming up oh, oh man yeah that reminds me of the one where like I guess he catches her really off guard or something and you see the animation of the knife just flying kind of like weakly and just like bouncing on the floor like where did you even get that knife like that was really really funny
2: her arm uh.
0: <laughs> yeah and then the way that that ties into the side story about her inventions about how she like makes the knife thrower and then yeah. the knife is stuck on the ceiling and then she has to figure out how to get the Oh God! That, yeah, that was makes, the best side, ma- side story. Makes
1: inventions to get the knife out of the ceiling. Yeah.
0: Oh, and the other <laughs> and she subtle, gets all the knives except the one. in the ceiling. I sent it. One of one of my favorite. Did did did? Uh, and Erica, did you read the the set of um of side stories that are like her talking about the um the the like robots in yes. the battle robot thing? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's uh. What is it called? Oh, yeah, yeah, I found it. So, like, the Robattle Royal, Royale Robots Power Rankings, Alpha Charlie Echo, all of the commentators call this robot Ace, probably because it's so good. It seems <laughs> biased for them to call one particular robot Ace, but it's obvious how it got its name when it wins all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's just, like, in stitches reading that one. It's so funny. Uh,
2: I want to reiterate that Ashley is the best, and I love her yes, very much. Yeah. yeah.
0: The she it, this is reductive because she's actually uh, I think has even more depth than this. But like early on, I was like she's like if Louise Belcher was an anime character <laughs> written a little bit more seriously. Um, oh
1: my god, you're right.
0: And then and then I mean I think like not not taking away from Bob's Burgers also has a lot of emotional moments, serious show, great writing, etc. But but I mean, she kind of evolves beyond that comparison yeah. in, in a lot of ways. But but early yeah. on, I she definitely had this a similar energy to me.
1: Yeah, yeah I can totally yeah. see that when you say it like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it, it could it, again, it could have been really easy to just have Ashley be the like comic relief, except to have like you know like maybe the one moment with um, Che at the end. But I think that her showing like that scene where we we're talking about where she has her insecurity and her anxiety about doing things well. You start you see like, oh, she really has a lot of depth and she has a lot uh going for her like because she does provide a lot of comic relief but also you know, she she's just really well written.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much more we can say about the game because it's it's I mean, I, I think people need to play it Yeah, and I think we said it on the episode like whatever it was a week or two ago. Um week ago, week ago. Um, which is the like, time? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, that like I can't think of any other games that really have the same quality of writing, both from just moment to moment and just dialogue, but also just an overall narrative. Like Disco Elysium was the closest one I could think of and that's one you brought up too, Pat. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think in a few months we're going to be talking about this game again quite a bit. So, oh yep. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm kind oh. of glad that like we have all of us like being like, all right, we're all going to be <laughs> uh, promoting this one. Yep, yeah, yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think. I mean, even Andre, who kind of decided not to to hang out for this recording, I, I think he had a. He didn't. It, he talked about how it just wasn't as impactful for him, um, but he recognized like the strength of the writing and the quality, objective quality of it. So I don't think that there's anybody um, really among us at all. I mean, Sam hasn't really touched it yet, but I don't think there's anybody among us that is, like, not pro this mm-hmm. game, um, even even if it's not, you know, if Andre, even though Andre didn't have as much of a reaction.
1: Yeah, I I think it might be the closest to a universal thing we agree on that we've ever had on the show.
0: I yeah. feel <laughs> like Disco Elysium, Disco Elysium was, Elysium, only, yeah. it, it was only not universal because... Not everyone had played it. Um, yeah, but uh, and and I yeah. Um,
3: I have not, and now I want to.
0: Oh, you should. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's <very laughs> really good. good. Not to not to take. Uh, um, yeah. If you asked me to say uh, which game, Necrobarista or Disco Elysium, is better, I'd have a hell of a hard time because <laughs> they are both. Because Disco Elysium is a a brilliant game, also. Um, yeah, not the same uh, emotional impact. Or, no, but, but
1: still, but, it makes you uh, think in a lot of ways, but yes.
0: it's not, it's doing something very different with its writing, but is also spectacular.
1: Yeah. Regardless in conclusion, Good game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people should play that game.
0: Yes. Uh, and it's pretty easy. Uh, one, one note, I don't know why you would be listening to this if you <laughs> haven't played it. Um, <laughs> But um but if you haven't you should if you can you should play the Steam version of it because the Apple Arcade version um was uh I don't I, I almost don't like to use the word censored because that implies like shitty stuff. Cause it's not real censorship. <laughs> um it was modified so that it could fit Apple Arcades it's, like terms.
1: It's more all ages.
0: Yes, they they changed there's a lot of um, not like a lot in a bad way but there is a significant amount of like adult language in the game and they modified it for the apple arcade release because yeah i don't know for sure but my assumption is that apple arcade just has a all the games there have to be all ages which makes sense i mean i get it um but 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 i would play it on steam if you could
1: but like what word i need someone to play the apple arcade version so we know (laughs) what word maddie says when the ritual is failing and it's just the all caps fuck
0: yeah like
1: what does she say there because
0: she probably says like damn it or something because they yeah, they have maybe. like tame swears in it <laughs> um but it definitely changes a like god damn it to gosh darn it at one point and i was like this doesn't <laughs> that's not what this character would say and then i played the steam version just because i want a better performance and was like, oh, they. This is different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so play it on Steam if you can. If you played it yeah. on Apple Arcade and you listen to this, I would say it's almost worth playing the Steam version through again, so you can see kind of what the original writing was. If also you support the devs.
3: Uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Support these devs.
0: They put I them wish a, they would of a lot of charge for whatever story stuff they're doing. I know, right?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but uh,
0: but
3: they're
2: charging for the uh, soundtrack, right? Which yes. I don't th- like. How did we? Have like about almost an hour and a half of discussion on this without talking about how great the soundtrack is. Oh, yeah. oh my god, Ke- it's good. so
1: Pankin, good, dude! Um, yeah, it, you can actually currently get the soundtrack on Bandcamp, uh, but it will mm. be coming. It will be coming to Steam sometime. It's listed as coming soon. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. The, Kevin Pankin is a god. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: Yep. It's yep. so good. Yep, it's that's another thing my partner kept saying while I was playing it was like every even though it's it's it, it, there's not like an enormous amount of music I mean it's totally plenty of music composed for a composer to compose but you know it, it's, a, it's a six, seven hour experience so you're kind of hearing some of the songs over again um, and my partner was still every time like man the music is so good
3: yeah, wow it's so good mine too <laughs> kept making the same yeah. comments
0: yeah well yeah well I don't does anyone else have any final thoughts they want to share on on the game?
1: No, I mean nothing <laughs> other than the fact that like I, like you were saying in our cast, I'm immediately after playing it, I had such a hard time because there was two games that were like kind of I was fighting for my game of the year. Um, and then this one just kind of came in and just. Knocked all the pins over,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm
1: like, Oh shit,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Because I have there's a few that are competing for me based on merits of gameplay alone, like no narrative to them, really. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking yeah. about track mania,
1: it's track mania, <laughs>
0: track mania is one for me for sure. Um, I, I would say, like, the like, if you really want to get to the opposite end of the spectrum, if hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades comes out this year out of early access. <laughs> I was like, that will probably be my game of the year, which is a, which is a wonderful, uh, VR shooting range. Uh, but very different (laughs) other end of the spectrum. And yet, uh, yeah, this, I think, I don't think, um, for me, I mean, Necrobrist is very much in my top spot and there's not really, um, much that I see shaking it. Um, unless the story in cyberpunk is really phenomenal, which I'm not sure that's going to happen. So, uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: Erica, Allison, any last thoughts before we it we good. close the book on it this good, one? For now? Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing we didn't get to talk about, but I just wanted to mention briefly that I really loved as like a really subtle touch was just um, that seeing like silhouettes of other people in the cafe, like popping mm-hmm. in and out. Um, I just thought that it was
0: good. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> oh, cool visual yep. touch to remind you that there is stuff. People and still and it's
2: a legit cafe in yeah, addition yes. to these characters that you love.
1: Yeah. And one last other last thing. That game is fucking Australian as shit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I
1: love it.
3: I but mean, clearly, Ned Kelly
1: is a character. I, so. school, yeah. like,
2: I I did not know much about like I, I knew like I was like from the game, they were like, oh, it's basically like it is like a person, but I didn't know much about him, so now I'm like i just need to like go and read a book about ned kelly yeah
0: yeah yeah definitely uh yes um and i think it was great because it didn't come off as uh like it was clearly australian written by people from australia where it was like actually it's just natural to be written that way it it didn't seem like they were trying to impart um specific Australian cultural things in it. It's just like, if you're from a place and you write about a thing, you write a story, you're naturally going to write it from the perspective of being from that place. So you're going to be able to write it as being in that place very effectively.
2: Okay. Okay. Who else looked up what Lamingtons were and was like, I (laughs) want one of these right now, please. Yeah.
0: I don't yes. like coconut, so I was like, "No, yes, thing. I like but, coconut." So but,
2: I'm like, "Oh man, this looks good." <laughs> I,
1: I, I know this is we're looking at ending, but that just reminded me of something about the meta narrative that I was curious about because it does come up in the fisherman. Um, but is this the old, like? Is Melbourne where we all go when we die, or does each country have their own plane?
0: Oh, I like, I think there's there's um, multiple places you can go. I don't yeah. think Indeed. because. They they almost imply that because there's one side story where um, they talk about like how um, the the terminal is using too much energy and it's oh, draining yeah. the it's, other yeah. the <laughs> other places. So I think you can go. I think you can go a lot of places when you're when you're in your 24 hours or whatever.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Because like the the um, the fisherman one does talk about how. He moved to Alaska for the sake of his work and lived in America for a while. But when he died, he showed up back in Melbourne.
0: Yeah, I think you probably go where you are from or like where your home is, you know. But yeah, um, but I would assume you can go all over the world. Uh, that's the like,
2: if if I went to the terminal when I died, I would not be complaining.
0: No, no, same, definitely not. All right. Well, I would be complaining, but I would be complaining about having died, not about right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) Oh shit! We only got 24 hours. Time to go play some knife games. All right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everybody for for listening to my recommendation and 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 giving this a shot.
2: Thank you for recommending it,
0: and I'm glad that we
2: I've ended up playing it.
0: Uh, I I don't know who among the dev. I think it was someone on the dev team. I'm not sure. I met someone at Pax in 2018 that was what put this game on my radar uh, who was maybe a community team member and they didn't make the trip over I don't know but they showed me a uh, a trailer for the game and chatted about it for a minute and were very lovely so that was what turned me on to it and yeah. I appreciate that whoever that was manning the PAX booth in 2018
1: Yeah. and <laughs> we've had Seattle. multiple interactions with Damon and they been awesome, are really so.
0: great yeah. uh, and really helpful uh, as well So yeah, hopefully we'll get them on the cast sometime Yeah,
1: we'd love Hey, Necrovarista team, if any of you are listening We would love to have you on the cast Be it just for fun or for interview or whatever
0: Yes (laughs)
4: Literally
1: anything
0: (laughs) Cool, well um, I guess we can uh, go through And and say uh, Quickly, uh, Alex, where can people find you?
1: Uh, Apparently Melbourne In a matter (laughs) of like 40 years or 50 years or something
0: Erica, where can people find you?
3: <laughs> at Erica, spelled A I R E
0: H C U H. Allison,
2: at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y.
0: And you can find me at PJC Plays, and that will do it for this Necrobarista spoiler slash review cast. Go read Alex's review as well; it's, it's great. Uh, and we will see you soon.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye!